All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to Best Friends with Benefits. I am Noni. I'm Kristen. And we're really excited about today's episode, as we always say. Um, Kristen has been championing this woman for so long to have her on. As we know, Kristen has been talking a lot about her journey and her self-discovery and not drinking is one of those things. And she's celebrating a year um, of not drinking. Uh, on Halloween. On Halloween. So today we're going to be talking to sobriety coach Emily Colleen about all of the benefits of living a sober girl life. Everybody, welcome Emily Colleen. Hello. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. And we're really, really um, kind of excited to talk about the benefits of living a sober life. If you can talk a little bit about how you started this journey, how how long you've been sober? I would love to. So I've been sober this time around a little over two and a half years, but I've been on the sobriety journey for 15 years. So I was a problem drinker from the get-go. Uh, my first time drinking in middle school, I blacked out. And um, I continued to drink through high school and college, and it was definitely a problem. I went to my first AA meeting when I was 19, but I was definitely not ready to get sober at that point, but started dabbling into it. And so, yeah, it was a journey of 15 years of choosing sobriety, then going back out to party, choosing sobriety, and then going back out to party. And then finally, finally it clicked. I think this time it's sticking and I have over two and a half years of sobriety. So it's been a journey to get here, but I'm so grateful that I'm here. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well. I, I mean, I'm new on this journey and I've read a lot of books and I, I didn't do like the AA approach at all. I just read like a lot of books. I read um, um, How to Quit Like a Woman and Sober Curious and all of that. Um, so I'm just curious, did you, are you following AA now or did you, are you creating, did you create your own way to stay sober? I created my own way to stay sober. So AA was not totally working for me. Uh, my mom is also sober. I love to share this. We actually have the same sobriety date now. So I always joke around. Yeah. And I think I'll stick with this one. She has 21 years of sobriety, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a little over two and a half years, like I mentioned. So I, I did benefit from AA a little bit, but it never really clicked with me. And it was actually when I found yoga and decided I wanted to become a yoga teacher that I really started to embrace my sobriety life and using the movement of yoga and breath work and learning more about the holistic practices have been really, really helpful for my journey on sobriety. And so I did go to outpatient and then I would go back to AA and then I went back to outpatient. Um, but really it was finding sober sisters and connecting with them which has been super helpful for me. And so uh, shortly after my last slip up, I created the Sober Girls Book Club, which is free. It's on Tuesday nights. And um, that's yeah. been really, amazing. we meet on Zoom. And I've really attracted some amazing women who also don't totally align with AA. Um, and it's so cool what Instagram and like just the movement right now that's coming with being sober. It's like sobriety can be cool. Like you don't have to feel yeah. shy 
you decide not to drink, which I think is really awesome. So, um, so yeah, I guess I've, I think that it's kind of cool. You know, we all can navigate our own way to recovery, you know, reading the quitlet, which I think is awesome, but it also helps to get into some sort of community. And that's why AA is really popular and helps because there's other people that are going through the same thing. Uh, but for mm. me, the of AA and the structure of it wasn't my favorite. So, so I kind of like doing my own thing and it's been working. So, yeah. So awesome. (laughs) I'd love to talk a little bit about for anybody that's listening or watching right now, and they don't know that that's something that they should even be exploring, right? Because we see a lot of glorification of drinking and partying and all of that. But when does it cross that line to I'm a social drinker to I'm actually using drinking to cope? Like what are those warning signs that someone should actually be considering this? Mm, Absolutely. Well, I feel like we each get to make that decision for ourselves. And I think that many of us know that it's becoming a problem. Uh, One of the telltale signs is if you can't go out and have just two glasses of wine, if you have to have that third and that fourth, then that's a problem. That's one of the signs. And, you know, if you're waking up really hungover and you have to call into work and it's starting to affect your, your, you know, business life or personal life, if you're getting into arguments because you're drunk or blacked out, if you get a DUI, I mean, there's lots of signs. Um, and, and there's different, you know, you could be like a little bit of a problem drinker, or you could be a major raging alcoholic. And the thing is, is that you can't always tell from the outside. So a lot of times, you know, people will have a major drinking problem, but on the outside, they look like they're holding it all together. Mm. But most people on the inside, if it's getting a little out of hand, And the thing is, is when we get older, our hangovers get worse, you know? And so it's like, do we want to feel hungover and just being realistic? Like, is it serving me anymore or is it causing more harm than good? So. Oh my God. I, I so love that because I really resonate with the, I mean, when I first met Noni, I didn't drink. I didn't drink for five years straight after my dad passed away from alcoholism. I gave my word to myself that I would not drink anymore. Um, so I didn't drink for five years. And then I started dating again, dating some guy that drank and like, it just would happen that I started drinking again. And then during the pandemic, I found myself like drinking a whole bottle of wine to myself. <laughs> and, you know, I just turned 40 in January and I noticed just like waking up with this feeling of anxiety and like guilt and feeling like I wanted to just like jump off a bridge. Like it just felt like I felt so guilty drinking so much. Like, and I felt like crap. And then that's when I was like, I knew I had to stop because it was more so just like that feeling of like dread and like anxiety. And then when I was reading in all those books that was saying like how alcohol is a downer. So it, it does make you feel like anxiety or depression or or all of those things. Like you get that high for like, an hour or something and then it just goes away um and it makes you feel like crap so i'm just curious what about our what are some like the benefits like what are what are some things that you notice when you quit drinking and i can share some of the stuff that i've noticed but i'm curious to see like what do you see are the benefits of being of not drinking well waking up not hungover Um, having the energy to go after your dreams, not arguing with the people that you love, um, feeling happy, sober, and free, uh, not wondering what you did last night, not (laughs) 
I mean, um, but I mean, those are a lot of bad things that happen, but I really honestly, like, I feel so clear in my mind, body and soul, and I have the best relationships. Um, My communication is clear. I don't feel that shame and guilt anymore. I know what I want. I go after my dreams. Um, My relationships with my friends in sobriety are so solid. I've met so many women that just are so there for you and understanding. There's no cattiness. Um, I mean, those are just a few. I mean, sober vacations. Mm. I used to go spend my vacations going to like music festivals or going somewhere and drinking the whole time. And now I get to explore and adventure and do yoga and go out to eat and enjoy the food. Um, Mm. You know, my life looks so different. I used to stay up all night, sometimes for multiple days. Now I go to bed at 8.30 every night. I get up the sunrise. And it took me a while to figure out what was fun. Because for me, fun was partying. And so fun looks different now, but it's things that bring me joy. And that are really fulfilling. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so great. And um, I'm definitely still a social drinker. I know. Like, just for anybody that's, that's, that's watching, I think that there is absolutely a difference of if you are socially drinking versus using drinking to cope. I remember there was a time, you know, going through a hard breakup or a hard time in life or you're just going back into the dating world and you feel so awkward. I remember going on a date and being at the bar, ordering two shots to make sure I drink it before my date comes just so I like loosen up. I think that there is also a muscle that you exercise when you're not relying on liquor to X, Y, Z. It's just like, no, I have to make sure that I am working on my confidence. I'm working on my self-worth. So I don't have to rely on alcohol to loosen anything it's just like no it's me and i don't have to you know rely on alcohol for that i do wonder too since you you were saying like aa wasn't the approach you didn't like the the structure of it talk a little bit about like well what are the steps to in your view and what worked for you to start to wean off was it cold turkey or were there certain behaviors or books that you read for your road to sobriety and stick with it Yeah, so it definitely wasn't books, even though I, I have a sober girls book club, I don't read that much. Um, but it's a beautiful way to bring people together. But for me, I did outpatient. Um, so it was group meetings. So the group, the people being around other sober people was really, really helpful. And then extreme self care. So, you know, drinking lots of water, working out every day, um and really trying not to hold a lot of the mental chatter so like the judgments or the people pleasing and so working on a lot of the mindset stuff so personal development has been really helpful helpful for me i've had probably i probably tried to quit drinking about 100 times so it was definitely not cold turkey you know it starts with trying to moderate for most people or trying to cut back and that's how it started for me and um over time just more and more time stacked up and eventually it stuck. So, so now I do, um, you know, I like to go hiking. I like to meet up with other sober sisters, go out to lunch, go out to coffee. Um, I love lots of yoga, doing things outside. Nature is really healing for me. And so it's been more of a holistic journey, but definitely not doing it all on my own. So definitely the, the community has been really helpful. Yeah, for sure. And I, 
I can imagine for some people, you know, going out, socially drinking, everybody's drinking, and they might feel awkward <laughs> to be the only one. What are some ways, and for Kristen too, because you've, you know, had to do this over the past year when you go out and you're still going to dinner parties, not like you're not, you've cut off your social life. Like, what are the tips that you would give people um, so they, they're not feeling awkward or left out because everybody else is drinking? Mm -hmm. That's a great question because we sure do feel awkward and left out and a lot of anxiety bubbles up when we go into those social situations. So the first thing I want to say is it's okay to stay home, especially early in sobriety. The FOMO will kick in. You feel like you should go out. But if you're going to go out and feel so much anxiety and want to drink so bad, is it really worth it? Because I've done that many times. Either I go and I don't enjoy myself because I feel so uncomfortable. And this is in the past. Like it's gotten better over time. Or I go and I end up drinking because I cave. So it's okay to stay home. That's my first tip. Um, if you do go out, taking care of yourself before you go out. So working out, drinking lots of water, making sure that you're not hungry before you go out. So there's this tip called hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And it's a good check-in. If you start to feel a trigger to drink, you can check in with those things. And I like to add sad and bored to that as well. So you have a halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. <laughs> is super, super helpful. And um, just checking in, you know, like, am I tired? I my biggest trigger actually used to be when I was tired. So if I go to a social gathering, I make sure I have coffee. Um, so that's my thing. Mm. Also, make sure that they have non-alcoholic beverages wherever you're going. I like to drink kombucha. If I'm in a social setting, I'll drink a non-alcoholic beer or two. Um, if you meet other sober friends, bringing a sober friend with you, that's always really, really helpful. Um, if you start to feel anxiety, you can go into the bathroom and just take a few deep breaths. I like to carry lavender around with me. It's really, really helpful for those moments where you're feeling anxiety. And if you don't have a sober friend with you, you can call them or text them. And just getting it off your chest that you're feeling a little uncomfortable is really helpful. So those are a few tips. Also knowing that you don't have to stay until three in the morning. If you're not drinking, most likely you won't want to stay until the last person drops. So um, knowing that you can just go and socialize for an hour or two and then go home. So yeah, I've got a lot of tips because I've, I've tried. Yeah, this is so good. Thank you. This is so good. I, I want to know how, because what I've noticed in being sober for almost a year now is, you know, in the past, when I would have anxiety or I would be upset about something, I would drink, right? And I've noticed now that now that I don't drink and those feelings come up, it's kind of like 10 times more. <laughs> like you have to go through those feelings and be with those feelings of anxiety because you're not like trying to stuff it down with a drink or, you know. So can you talk about ways to deal with that? And, and I'm just curious, have you noticed that as well? So, so I definitely had a lot of social anxiety. I think that's why I drank so much when I was out. Um, so a few things that are super helpful is, is the breath work. Um, and also the more that you do it, it gets easier. And then eventually, hopefully the desire to drink goes away and you start to feel more comfortable in those situations. But I've got a couple mantra meditations that I like to use that are really short, just like breathing with a few words of affirmation can be really helpful. Um, so that's the main one. And 
just continuing to try those situations and it gets better each time you do it and you go out and you're like, yeah, I didn't drink and you wake up not feeling hungover. It's really rewarding. So I guess just with practice, mm -hmm. it starts to get a little bit easier too. Really good. I do wonder for anybody that's listening and they're like, oh, it's not necessarily my story, but I do have a friend that is they're off the deep end and I feel like, you know, they're using alcohol to cope. Is that even a friend's place to bring that up? Or if you feel like you really should bring that up, how is that? What would be your suggestion to even broach the topic with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would, I knew you were going to ask this question and it's not really our position. It's not really our position to, to say something to them. So for me, I'm, I'm sober. So my friends know if they have an issue, they can come to me for support. But if you are someone who is a normal drinker and you have a friend who is um, obviously going off the deep end a little bit, you could make a little bit of a suggestion and let them know like, Hey, I saw this really cool thing on online. This like, have you ever, or have you ever thought about cutting back or do you remember what you did last night? Like just holding space in a compassionate way is something that I would recommend for that. Oh, that, that was really great. Like holding the space. So it doesn't feel necessarily judgmental because we know, you know, that that wouldn't be received well, but just really holding the space in and being compassionate, I feel like is a great tip. Yeah, that's so great. And then what, how do you deal with people that are like, why, why are you not drinking? Like, that's not fun, la la la. Like, cause I definitely have friends that still are like, are you done being sober yet? Like, are you gonna have a drink with us? Like, how do you handle that? I mean, I've, I come up with a phrase now where I'm just like, I'm much better not drinking. <laughs> like I did some really stupid things drunk and I'm just a better person without the alcohol. And then they're, they kind of understand, but I'm just curious, how, how do you handle those situations? Yeah, so dealing with friends that are questioning your sobriety or your choice not to drink can be really, really difficult um, because I think part of it actually can be them looking at themselves and feeling a little bit guilty about mm. their own drinking. So just really taking a stand for yourself and letting them know why you're doing this and letting them know like what you were feeling and the reasons that you're choosing this. And if you have a friend that doesn't respect that, then there's a problem. And then maybe it's time to find some new friends. Uh, but it's not easy. And it does seem to come up. I notice it with a lot of my sobriety clients. Um, you know, especially if, if they're just starting out in sobriety, most of their friends probably drink. And so it can feel a little bit uncomfortable. But the friends that are really true will understand. And something that I like to recommend is if you have friends that you party with all the time, and you still want them to be your friends, you can do other things like go to a farmer's market, go to yoga, go on a hike, go out to lunch, you know, do some of those other things can be really helpful um, and just kind of, you know, still be friends with them, but maybe not go out and party. Or eventually some people are still able to go out and party and, and, and not drink. So we each get to figure that out for ourselves. Oh, I love that. So, so many great tips. I can't imagine all the gems that you drop on a daily basis. Why don't you tell people how they can follow you, where they can find you? 
I would love to. Thank you. So Instagram is a beautiful way to get a hold of me. I hang out my DMs often. So that is happy.sober.free. And as I mentioned, we have the Sober Girls Book Club. And a term that I haven't mentioned yet is sober curious. So even if you're sober curious and you're thinking, hey, maybe I want to cut back or maybe I want to try this out for 30 days or a week or whatever, you can always just bop into Sober Girls Book Club, even if you haven't read the book and just come to our meeting and check us out. It's free. Uh, so those are the two main ways to get a hold of me. Of course, I have a website and all of that, but come find me on Instagram first and I'd love to connect. Thank you for asking. I love to Amazing. share. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily, so Thanks. much for joining. So many gems on that show. And yes, ab absolutely. If you guys want to follow her, please do. And thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Best Friends with Benefits.